Hello, and welcome to the Dramatized Podcast. I'm Lisa Ellis. I'm Kelsey Maple. And today, we're talking about At 18, Episodes 5 and 6. Why do you keep laughing at me? (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way you're talking is funny. (laughs) That's my voice. What are you talking about? Am I using my customer service voice? You are. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a it's a it's a audio medium. <laughs> so we must peel. talk in our customer service voices. Yeah. Got to tickle people's eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, "Hi, welcome to this place. How may I help you today?" <laughs> that is my customer service voice. <laughs> yeah. That, that was like straight Disneyland. Ah, oh, thank you. Anyway, any uh pre-show thoughts? I just really like Mr. O. That's me that too. Is my main thought. Me too. Like it's an odd bromance, but it's a bromance, and I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. teacher student. But him and Junu, they're just very cute together. They are, and so, and there was just a lot of lines where I had to giggle to myself because I was like, Gite and Huyang are boyfriends. I think we've established this. <laughs> Yeah, I think even, uh, what's her face, Soye is like, um, <laughs> I hate to third wheel here, but. Right? And like when Hyung's having his like hissy fit in the alley thing, and Junu's like, I called Gite. Or no, one, he's like, I called Gite for you because, you know, apparently he told <laughs> Mr. O that Gite's favorite person in the world is Hyung. And I'm like, am I supposed to be taking some sort of context from this? Yeah, he's like, I called your boyfriend to come pick you up. Yeah. (laughs) Junu, calm down. (laughs) No, it is funny. Yeah. I liked, your episode had a lot of funny moments. I feel like episode five was just heavy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we needed a light one (sighs) after that. Yeah. Well, here we go. Buckle in. (laughs) Click. (laughs) Click. Episode 5, after that long and sad day. Indeed. Junu is outside with Mr. O. Junu's just told him about what the other students said to him about Gite paying them to harass him. Mr. O wonders why Junu attacked Huyang then. Because the one controlling Gite is Huyang, Junu tells him. Mr. O laughs it off. Why would Huyang do that? But Junu is not in the mood. Elsewhere, OJ, Huyang, and Subin are sitting together. OJ asks Huyang if he's okay. Does he need to go to the hospital? Like, okay, I know you're in your mind, Junu is a big, strong man, but I really don't think he punches that hard. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I think he's okay. I mean, OJ's like, I know the, the strongest man in the world, that real stud. I know he just hit you. <laughs> Are you okay? Because, <laughs> you know, I'd be more worried about Junu's hand because... <laughs> when they're together because Huyang's just a very solid guy. He is. Junu's like a dish big. He is. (laughs) Yeah, because I've heard that like you punching somebody like bone bone on bone, especially in the face, it's like punching concrete. I don't know if that's Don't talk about Fight Club, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the medium. (laughs) I've heard. Okay. Yeah, I think everyone can see through that. (laughs) Is that from Fight Club? No, no, I was okay. just joking. Because I just like, you're like, I've heard that punching someone is like punching concrete. I'm like, oh, yeah, where'd you hear that? I'm trying to Google if like I'm right. Well, I'm sure it's 
opinion, right? <laughs> but <laughs> the Google search history is, is someone punching, is, is punching someone a felony? Is punching someone assault? Is punching someone illegal? <laughs> um, depends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> what? The first search thing says, does punching concrete walls daily for exercise purposes benefit me? Oh, for exercise purposes benefit. (laughs) Does punching concrete walls daily for exercise purposes benefit me? Or is it just purely detrimental? Just purely detrimental. I like that they acknowledge that it's not a great thing to do. But is it the worst? I feel like we need a segment where it's like Kelsey Googles something. Uh, <laughs> right. Lisa's episode. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it's like I think a, it's funny. I want to know. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get this answer. So okay. I may or may not be correct. I don't know. I don't remember where I read that at. So this is not an educational podcast. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that you're wrong. So. But in that case, I'm going to. Yeah, it has been known that if you punch somebody, you could break your hand. So I be, I am more worried about Junu. It is known. That is my point here. Huyang says he's fine. And Subin asks what happened between them that Junu punched him so suddenly. Huyang waves it off as Junu being mentally unstable from the shock of Jongu's death. He understands. OJ wonders what those students said to Junu, and Huyang looks unsettled and rushes off to pretend to take a call from his math teacher. We see he's actually trying to reach Gite, who's not answering. Gite is watching his ballerina girl Soye practice <laughs> and is so distracted he doesn't hear his phone ring. I mean, she do look pretty, though. <laughs> she looks gorgeous. <laughs> he looks down at his phone to see a text from Huyang saying, emergency tutoring session in 30 minutes, which I love that that's their code. Mm-hmm. Gite makes his excuses to Soye and rushes off. Mr. O and the rest of the group go to leave the funeral home. Mr. O says he hopes Junu's okay and then thanks them all for coming. Huyang hopes Junu will pull himself together soon. He's worried. Subin and Mr. O give him a look. As they drive, Subin wonders why her heart hurts. <laughs> Junu is not really doing okay and keeps asking Jangu's picture, what do I do? Huyang confronts Gite about paying the punk's money. Are you crazy? Gite calmly says he had no choice. He had to drive Junu away. Junu's friend died, and we might take all the blame, Huyang tells him. Gite is clearly shocked to hear this as Huyang continues. He had a car accident on his way to work after quitting school. What will you do if someone finds out you paid those kids? So, we got our answer. It wasn't directly because of Huyang, which makes me feel... I don't want to say it makes me feel better, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Can the cops come back? They cannot come back and blame that on them, though. There's just no way. You guys bullied this kid, got him out of school. So he decided he decided to drop out of school and go work. And while he was working, he got into a car accident. Like, I don't know. That just seems too far removed. Like, I could, I could see why Junu blames them, of course. But it's like, I don't know if they could get into any real trouble because of it. I don't know. Right. No, I, I totally agree. And I think the reason Huyang's worried is maybe, I guess, because Jong-Hoo died. He's worried someone will start looking into 
like what's happening around Jonghu and then they'll talk to the punks and like mm. it'll just shine a spotlight onto it and so like then it comes back and like they're not gonna blame Huyang and Gite for his death necessarily uh. but it will ruin their reputation and they probably would get in trouble at school for what they did and all that stuff so I think that's probably more what he's freaking out about that makes so much more sense <laughs> well but I agree that it's like okay calm down dude like I get you are like anxiety tm but <laughs> right <laughs> but like it's okay I, I think you're gonna be fine like i, I kind of wish you weren't you're a jerk but yeah but like have you seen his father god oh my oh that was so scary in, yeah i think your episode when yeah. he wakes up and his dad's just right there yeah. freaked me so bad oh <laughs> anyway Oh, this this show just keeps giving me reasons to one forgive Huiyang, but also to hate him more. Right. Also, like Junu just like coming up in here, acting like everybody's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he since, truly is the main character. Since <laughs> episode one, question. he's like, "This is why you're acting this way. I know exactly what you did and why you did it. Like, talk to <laughs> me. Like, give me a reason and I'll forgive you. I just like, come on. Like, don't blame me. Explain like what's going on in your life. We can sit down. <laughs> Judy, best boy. <sighs> it's because he's got a great mom. Oh, he does have a great mom, <laughs> who's also always there. <laughs> yeah." Gite reminds me. But Huyang she that wasn't sorry. She wasn't good. there when. Okay, I agree. <laughs> like are you, when when Jonggu died. Yeah, yeah. She's just like, oh hey, like glad you moved on from this. And it's like, lady, it's been five minutes. I know. Yeah. But then like, he shows up to work and she's like, oh, I heard you have midterms. I'll I'll, I'll work your job for you. <laughs> where was this when my friend died exactly i agree yeah Yeah, not best parenting moment yeah but then i don't know i guess i'm like well everybody grieves in their own ways maybe she knows her son and knows he just wants to be alone but yeah if i I was that tragic happens no one wants to be alone no no honestly in general i do feel like the show is kind of like well, we've moved on from that. Yeah, like <laughs> well, he's dead. <laughs> I highly doubt we're ever going to hear about him again. <laughs> Which is fine because I have to say his name like three times and I'm done. <laughs> Gite reminds Huiyang that he said he'd take responsibility if something happened. Huiyang yells back that that depended on the problem. <laughs> Did I tell you to pay them? They're both freaking out now, and Gite grabs onto Huiyang. What do I do? But Huiyang pulls away and leaves. As he goes into the stairwell, we see that Soye is standing where she could hear the whole conversation. Gite rushes over as Soye leaves. He tries to chase her, but Huiyang stops him. Are you dating? Does she know what we did? Gite pulls away and leaves as Huiyang slams his backpack down in anger. Gite stops Soye on the stairwell, and she's mad to learn the rumors are true. Lee Gite is Ma Huiyang's minion. I'm disappointed in you, she says before leaving him alone. I don't know if those are rumors. It's just kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't everyone in this school his minion? Exactly. Except for Junu and Mr. O. Yeah. Junu's starting a rebellion. Yeah. And he's bringing Subin and OJ with him. Yeah. They're taking over the back of the class. Yeah. <laughs> Where all the cool kids are. Yeah. Except not Pilsong anymore. <laughs> Not Pilsong. Aww. <laughs> Favorite character. 
One of the funniest moments with him is when Stupid slams her head on the desk. <laughs> and the teacher doesn't even turn around. And he's like, stop messing around, Pillsong. And Pillsong is like sleeping. And Pillsong's just like, okay. I know. Which, just in general, that moment, because it's like Subin just sitting there and just slam. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic <laughs> i'm just saying see peel song is where it's at i've been saying it for years now <laughs> it reminds me of the moment when you like you're just trying to set down your like like textbook like on the floor yeah. and it accidentally like slams in just the right way and everybody's just like yeah. <laughs> except she did it with her head she pulled yeah, a loop. except she, for like she almost passed out <laughs> she, she pulled a I was like why move. is your what she pulled a luna move that girl from luna where she got embarrassed she just (laughs) slammed her head on the desk that's exactly what i was thinking of i didn't know that was a luna girl i think so that's so funny yeah i don't remember what her name is i know i know exactly what you're talking about oh my god yeah Subin meets up with the rest of the girls, minus Soye, and Chanyeol is quite sweet and asks how Subin is. Dahin, of course, asks about OJ, but Chanyeol cuts her off to ask about Junu. Subin sighs. He's not doing very well. She gets a call from her mom then, reminding her to go to class and get help from Huyoung. He's so great. Subin just says okay and hangs up. Romi asks if she found out about her level test scores. No one likes this, but Subin tells her to pack up. We next see Subin at the academy telling the teacher she's going to quit because he won't tell her her level test score and it doesn't feel right. She then introduces him to Romy who asks to take the level test. As she leaves, Subin thinks about all the sucking up her mom had to do to get her into the class but tells herself she did the right thing. She passes the other students who giggle and ask where's she going? Is she looking for Huyang? Where is he? It's mainly Songhoon. Mm-hmm. But Subin ignores them. She spots Huyang coming up the stairs and stops him concerned. Subin tells him she quit the class. It didn't feel right, but please don't tell her mom. She then apologizes for all the trouble he went through to get her into the class in the first place. Also, never mind. Huyang insists that she tell him. When Junu was hitting you, why did you just stay still? Subin asks. To me, it seemed like you were letting him hit you on purpose. Huyang brushes it off. Who would do that on purpose? I just couldn't dodge. Because they feel like they deserve it! (laughs) No, he's just slow. (laughs) he's like sorry no you're wrong i just suck (laughs) my athletic abilities is not where it's at it's all in the brain yep (laughs) no hand-eye coordination which i'm also like leah you were like three times the size of that yes (laughs) which i guess is fair like you there's a lot to hit but i feel like also like like, (laughs) right yeah it's just like you could literally just like like shove it like you could just push him across the room with just like one little tap like right. like Junu, your thing is running stick to that boy yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just friendly advice <laughs> yeah <sighs> Huyang thinks of how Subin watched Junu as they drove away but cuts himself off never mind he tells her to go home but that he'll talk to the teacher so come next time okay Subin goes by the convenience store, but she's disappointed to see Junu isn't there. Jimin comes up then and asks Subin if she has a crush on Park Youngbae, or as we like to call him, Junu. Subin is also confused, but Jimin explains that's what everyone around here calls Junu. Jimin then comes completely out of left field by warning Subin off. She's already claimed Youngbae for herself. 
Supin insists it's not like that, Ajima, and Jimin is offended because she was born in 1998, and I'm also personally offended because a 22-year-old is not middle-aged. <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> Supin. But also, Jimin, you're too old for him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that's not the thing I want to talk about. Like, maybe that's the point she's making. Yes. But... Jimin... You're too old. Yeah. Look in your own age bracket. Not yeah. somebody who's still in high school. Yeah, he's 17. You're 22. Sorry. Yeah, it doesn't pass okay. the vibe check. <laughs> but I still like you, Jimin. Yes. Daheen confronts OJ while he's working as a waiter in his family's restaurant. He's been ignoring her texts. His father comes out then, and Daheen introduces herself as OJ's girlfriend, while OJ looks so uncomfortable and tries mm. to shake his head at his dad, which made me laugh. <laughs> so he's like, nah, 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 she's not. <laughs> Poor boy. To Daheen's credit, though, she just immediately starts working at the restaurant, which, like, small price to pay for free labor. <laughs> <laughs> True. OJ gets a call then from Junu and seems far more interested in that than the girl in front of him. That's just my take. <laughs> Accurate. Mr. O is meeting with Gan Hyuk, a.k.a. the main bully, a.k.a. future himbo champion Cha Young. Gan Hyuk insists that they didn't cause Junu's... No, dang it! Gan Hyuk insists they didn't cause jong death, and he actually looks quite distressed about the whole situation. Unfortunately, it's not clear if it's because he feels bad or just because he's already in trouble for other things and doesn't want murder tacked onto it. Yes, he caused Jong-Hu to quit school because they were harassing him, but he had nothing to do with the car accident that killed Jong-Hu. Mr. Oh asks if it's true that a kid from his class paid Ganhyuk. Ganhyuk insists it wasn't even that much money, but yeah, Gite paid them, and Mr. Oh asks him to testify what he did wrong. Ganhyuk reluctantly agrees. Mr. O tells Junu that Ganhyuk agreed to testify, so they should all go talk to the school tomorrow. I was like, I have a really bad feeling about this. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Mr. O was like, everything's perfect. Nothing I was like, I doubt it. ever goes perfect with you, Mr. O. You and yeah. Junu are just in the sad boys club, okay? Oh, for real. OJ yeah. is like testing the waters. He may come later. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, hey, Mr. O got kind of a win. Oh, yeah, he did. We'll see. Oh, yeah, I was just, like, ranting about how Mr. O has this whole conversation, like, see, everything works out. Life isn't totally unfair. I know. And, but that's another one where I'm like, I think that comes from a good place, but it's a really strange conversation to have less than 24 hours after someone's childhood friend dies tragically young. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't think he's going to be very happy right now. I think that's kind of, that's expected. The point. Yeah. And, yeah. Because everybody's just like, don't be sad. It's okay. It's like, no, his childhood friend just died. Right. <laughs> they were uh, like, you get like about 10 hours to mourn and then it's just too much. Once you step outside of the funeral home, you were no longer allowed to be sad. <laughs> Are you not over it yet? It, is it reminds me of um, in Princess Diaries when her best friend's like, what, are you not over your dad dying? <laughs> it's like, uh, no, I'm actually not. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Uh, hmm. It's almost like people dying. You just don't really get over it. <laughs> it's almost like it's a tragic thing that scars you <laughs> for the rest of your life. 
Well, anyway, <laughs> now that we're back beyond that, <laughs> over it. <sighs> Gite is freaking out about what's happened and trying to get Soye to answer his calls when he runs into Junu, who confronts him on what happened but says he knows it wasn't Gite. Huiyoung made you do it. That's why he was looking for you. Gite, of course, denies it, saying he paid the punks for a totally different reason. It had nothing to do with Junu. Mm. Junu gives him a desperate look. Gite, you know Huiyoung will weasel out of this, right? And that you will take the fall for the whole thing? Just tell the truth tomorrow that Huiyoung made you do it. Gite continues to deny it, so Junu steps forward. My friend died because of you. Just because you protect Huiyoung, do you think he'll have your back? Aren't you loyal to him because you think he can get you into a good college? Choose wisely. Don't regret it later. Junu goes to leave, but Gite runs to him and falls to his knees, apologizing profusely and begging that Junu forgive him just this once. Please just let it slide. Your life is ruined already, but not mine. His mom and dad live for him, and he's the only one in the family who can get into college. Junu looks conflicted, but gently helps Gite to stand. Gite is still sobbing as Junu tells him, No life is ruined already. We're only 18, both you and I, and Jangu. I have faith that you have a conscience. This may... Uh, damn. <laughs> Junu, this just proves to me that Junu is the best boy because Gite, what the fuck, my guy? Like, yes. your life is already ruined, but I still have my life. And it's like... <laughs> like, like level with me, bro. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, and like also, like, good on Junu because that's when I would be like, yeah... I'm now gonna, like, probably slap you. Yeah. <laughs> but Gite's, I mean, Jangu's just like, yeah, I understand, but. <laughs> you mean Junu? Damn it! <laughs> he quite literally haunts me. <laughs> yeah, Junu. Jangu ain't doing shit. He's dead. <laughs> As I like to remind people since they seem to have forgotten. <laughs> right? Rest in peace, my guy. Rest in peace. You were in, like, three seconds. Yeah. But yeah, I really, I really liked that scene. That was probably my favorite scene of the episode. Soye is waiting for Huiyoung by his house. He tells her not to worry. He won't tell anyone her and Gite are dating. Like, that's the issue. Right? <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> they really need to sort out their priorities. I swear to God. <laughs> like, Huiyoung, this is no longer some, like, teen high school drama, dude. <laughs> we don't care who's dating. Somebody died. <laughs> People, People are, are dying, dying Kim. <laughs> Friendship right there. <laughs> Same joke. Same time. <laughs> that was amazing. That was beautiful. I'm crying. Gorgeous. <laughs> Soye warns that she heard everything Huiyoung and Gite said, and she won't tell, but Huiyoung has to make sure nothing happens to Gite. If anything happens, she won't just stand by. Huiyoung gives her a look like, well, shit. Yeah, you be scared of her. Yes! She's a little ballerina bad bitch, so. <laughs> she knows all your secrets. Yeah. XOXO gossip girl. <laughs> I've never seen that show. <laughs> so I don't know if it's relevant, but it had the word gossip in it. Be 
basically she says that after she spilled all the tea. <laughs> so well, she's like, XOXO, <laughs> gossip girl. <laughs> I guess um, blackmail is some real tea. <laughs> <laughs> Huyang goes inside and his mom freaks out about his bloody lip. Like, drop a plate and shatter it, freak out. <sighs> Which, now that I think about it, if their dad, if their dad, if his dad is abusive, I understand that reaction. Ooh. But I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah, because I thought, I saw it as an overreaction too. But yeah, that, yeah. So far, he's just very emotionally abusive. I mean, he does hit Huyang with a book. Oh, good point. Yeah. Not very hard. But I think the... I could see it happening. Yeah. Huyang's father strikes me as a garbage human being who would do such a thing. Um, Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Huyang just asks for her to help him. We then see Huyang's mom rushing out of the house as Huyang calls Gite. Subin returns home and tries to text Junu, but struggles with what to say. Junu returns home and his mom is there because she's a good mom and wants to be there for him, which I was like, at the time I thought so, but yeah, <laughs> she tried. <laughs> she picks up a picture of Junu and Jonghu when they were little eating a picnic together. Both Junu and his mom get teary eyed at the memory and Junu says he's leaving to go buy some water, even though they have some. Junu goes outside and begins to cry. The next morning, everyone shows up for class and wonders if Junu will show up. Dahin tells everyone that he called OJ the night before to ask where Gite lives. OJ tries to cut her off, but everyone seems to hear and wonders why Junu asks that. Nope. And wonders why Junu asked that. Past tense. Peelsong overheard the vice principal scolding Junu for punching Huyang and tells everyone about it. Everyone worries about Huyang. Is he hurt? And Subin's like, chill, he's fine. Gite gets called to the office as Huyang finally makes his entrance. Everyone asks if it's true, but Huyang kind of skirts around the question, saying they should all just study. No one really buys it, though, and Soye shoots him a glare. Everyone meets up in the vice principal's office, but as Mr. O tries to enter, the vice principal blocks him. You're not the homeroom teacher of this class anymore, he tells Mr. O, who argues that he needs to be let in since it was him who reported the incident and talked with Ganyuk, but the vice principal locks him out of the room. Speaking of somewhat garbage human beings. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Junu shoots him an I told you so look through the window. Detectives are there and Ganyuk's on the phone. They ask him if it's true Gite gave him and his friends money. Ganyuk denies it. I didn't receive any money. Then is it true you tried to lure Junu into a fight to get him expelled from school? No, Ganhyuk answers, and Huyang gives the most infuriating little smirk I wanted to smack him. I know. Mm. I'm surprised Junu didn't jump across the table then. Right. Smack it off of him. You are the most mature 17-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Junu looks disappointed, but not at all surprised. After they're done, Gite and Huyang leave together. We flash back to the night before where where Huyang tells Gite his... I'm really struggling with Huyang tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of whirring. <laughs> you sound like an ambulance. <laughs> like Somebody call an ambulance. <laughs> like a very soft ambulance. Like an ASMR ambulance. Why is that so funny? I guess because ambulance is like one of the least relaxing sounds. (laughs) I know. Like, we we don't want to disturb you, but there's an emergency. (laughs) Um, 
hi, you just had a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) That got me. (laughs) I don't know why that's not a genre based bar yet. You're about to pass away. (laughs) Would you like me to clean your ears before you go? (laughs) Oh, that's too funny. I really hope that's how they wake people up in a hospital. (laughs) In their ear. (laughs) Role play. You're dying. wrong day to do an ab workout i'm in so much pain <laughs> regret should have just come to the podcast oh god we flash back to the night before where huyang tells gite his mom took care of everything did you really think i would abandon you earlier i was just so upset you understand right gite thanks him and tells him of course you're the friend i trust the most that is mr oak terrifying <laughs> right get some new friends Mr. O gives Junu a guilty smile through the window, but Junu doesn't look upset or angry because he is the best boy. Mr. O goes outside to literally start beating himself up and berating himself for messing everything up. We see Junu speaking to a counselor who tells him attacking Huiyang was just a sign of extreme stress. Huiyang calls his mom to tell her it went well. She says he's lucky his dad didn't find out and to not let this happen again. Huiyang agrees and apologizes to his mother. Mr. O finds Huiyang and tells him that Junu must have misunderstood about him and Gite. That's the truth, right? There's no way you would have lied. He apologizes to Huiyang. He must have felt sorry for Junu, so he was so ready to see things from his perspective. But you're my student too. Sorry for suspecting you. Huiyang says it's fine. Junu is disadvantaged. You just wanted to be on the side of the disadvantaged. Just, uh, uh hmm. Honestly, like, I, I hated that more than the idea of him killing someone. Me? <laughs> like, why is that accurate, though? Because, oh, it's so fucking patronizing. I know. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, you, you don't get to look down on him. He's better than you. Yeah. I, um, ooh. Yeah, that, that right there made me hate Huyang with my entire soul. And I was like, I don't know if there's any coming back for you, my guy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if it's, it's somehow, I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't want this to sound like a defense, but I do think he, he means it. Like, I, I don't think he was trying to be rude there. Like, I think that's just, that's, that's his background and that's where he came from. Like, I don't think that excuses it by any means, but it's like, that's the thing about Huying is like, I think he genuinely thinks he is better than everyone. Which... Junu points out later. Yeah. But then, like, his anxiety is like, you're the worst. <laughs> At least the worst of my family, which is just yeah. the worst. So I get it, but it still doesn't mean I have to like him for it. Oh, uh, I agree. Mr. O also hates this and hopes he didn't apologize to Huyang for no reason. We see him go to the vice principal with what looks like a resignation letter. 
Subin finds Junu in their spot, the recycling room. He tells her if she's there to ask him if he's okay, don't, because he's not. Instead, Subin asks what happened between him and Huiyang. Is that why he beat Huiyang up at the funeral? Junu derisively asks if that upset her. You're his girlfriend after all. Subin tells him she just wants to help. Why would you help me? Junu snaps back. Out of pity? I was forced to transfer and keep getting in trouble, and I just lost my best friend. Is that why? Subin tells him it's not out of pity, but Junu isn't listening. He tells her he's fine without a sheltered kid like her pitying him. Internally, Junu wonders why he's taking all his anger out on Subin after holding it in so well. Subin says she just wanted to check on him, and if she made him angrier, she's sorry. Then she leaves as Junu watches her with regret. That's all of his anger? <laughs> Good point, though. I mean, he is a small boy, but usually small people <laughs> hold so much rage. <laughs> he is tiny, but he is tall. <laughs> Subin is small. <laughs> Subin is small. Which I watched. Yeah, she's got to be like 5'1". <laughs> yeah. But yeah, because he was just like, why am I unleashing all this rage onto this person? And I'm like... <laughs> Mildly claps back. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I don't know if she survived that. <laughs> oh, Junu. Oh my god. It sounds like me whenever I'm like, I don't want to say this terrible thing. And then I say it and you're like... It's really not that bad. I'm like, but it mildly makes fun of you. <laughs> they both go to class and Peelsong comes in to share the news that Mr. O quit. Everyone's shocked and Huyang tells them that they won't have a homeroom teacher for a while, so he'll be handling things, of course. The boy just carried out the smoothest coup and honestly, good for him. <laughs> Everyone is like, we love you, Huyang, and Junu looks like he wants to throw up. Mr. O shows up then, and all the students yell for him to stay, at least until their homeroom teacher can come back. Huyang quiets them, saying they're making Mr. O feel bad. Let's give him a nice goodbye. Mm -hmm. Mr. O starts to speak, but this seems to be the last straw for Junu, who begins to pack up his things. He's just out of there. <laughs> he deserves a mental health day. I know. Like, he's been going to the school for like a week. <laughs> right. All this happened. <laughs> he deserves a day off. Yeah, like, I think that's fair. Mr. O sees this and asks if he's leaving. Junu is peak teenager as he shoots back that he doesn't have to tell Mr. O anyway since he's not their teacher anymore. You're not my dad. <laughs> <sighs> Mr. O asks that Junu at least hear him out, and Junu stays. These aren't parting words, Mr. O tells them. He was going to quit, but they kind of grew on him, and this is an easy job. Ha ha ha. But the real reason seems to be a lot deeper than that. And one more thing. From this moment forth, the official homeroom teacher for class three is Ohan Kyo. Mr. Ooh. O is no longer a substitute. Yay! Yay! Everyone is overjoyed except two people, Huyang and Gite. We flash back to see that Mr. O did try to quit, but the vice principal begged him to stay, at least until they found a new temp. But Mr. O refused. Not if he's just an assistant teacher. Make me their homeroom teacher. Mr. O takes Gite and Huyang aside. I wanted to make things clear. I'm your homeroom teacher now. I'll be keeping an eye on you, understand? Huyang and Gite awkwardly nod. Good. Good. 
They need to be put in their place. Go, Mr. O. I know. I was I was kind of surprised by that, but I, I'm like, all right, you go. I don't know that's going to turn out well for you, no. but good luck. Okay. I was wondering, like, way back in, like, the second episode when Young's dad, uh, when he called that teacher guy, was that their homeroom teacher? I think so, yeah. Are they, like, keeping him in the hospital? <laughs> I'm really concerned for him. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know what's going on. Because, like, I mean, of- his dad seems to know everything about what's that's going on with his homeroom teachers so i think Young's father has something to do with him being in the hospital i'm starting to think so and okay like crazy theory time like maybe the teacher saw Young do something and so they had to get rid of him maybe i don't know but what about that investment that they were talking about yeah i don't know well maybe that was like the bribery was uh maybe like all right, well, I'll make you a millionaire if you just don't say anything. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's my tinfoil theory hat for what? Never mind. <laughs> tinfoil tin foil theory hat. Nice. <laughs> Those words in a different order for this show. <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, I'm hoping for more on that later. Me too. Junu meets with Ganhyuk at the juvenile detention center. Junu tells him that Jonghu was grateful to them for letting Jonghu eat with them. <laughs> Something like that is a big deal since they grew up pretty much alone. And oh, that how that hurt me so much. It hurts so bad. Oh my gosh. It hurts so bad because it's like. You people treated him like shit, but he was so thankful for you guys because you gave him a place to sit at your table while y'all ate lunch. Ugh! I'm literally gonna cry. <laughs> Just a moment of silence for him, man. Like, yeah. god damn, his standards were so low on friendship. Because that's all he had. Meh. Yeah, because blame Jinu, his only good friend. Yeah. <laughs> Which I do think it's funny that they refer to him as a childhood friend when it seemed like Junu was friends with him until like a month ago. Yeah. (laughs) I never got that. Like, did they fall up? Did they have a falling out in high school or something? I don't know. Ganhyuk goes to leave, but Junu stops him. Take care of yourself, he says. Good boy. Mr. O meets Junu outside. You're glad you met up with him, right? He asks, and Junu nods. Mr. O tells Junu his new goal is to become a teacher that Che Junu trusts completely. Junu tells Mr. O he trusts him, but Mr. O calls him out for lying. It's written all over your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hankyul has zero reliability. <laughs> he says this as he tries to ruffle Junu's hair. Junu tells him not to mess with him because style. <laughs> That which you have none of? Okay. <laughs> Thank you for coming with me, Junu says, and Mr. O tells him to forget everything and start over. Let's cast aside things like depression and self-blame, okay? <laughs> Junu agrees, deaths. and Mr. O jokes that he caught Junu tearing up when he announced he was leaving, but Junu denies it. I wish it was that simple. Yeah, let's just do that, okay? Let's yeah, just do let's it. let's just cast it aside. Ta-da. This sentiment was nice, and I do think the self-blame yeah. part was nice. But yeah, yeah. it's not that simple. It's not. <laughs> Junu is at his job. He finds the handkerchief Subin returned to him and thinks about how he treated her. He feels badly about it. At home, he types out an apology text, but we don't see if he sends it. 
The next morning, he helps her carry some things into class, even when she says she's fine. In class, Huiyoung takes it upon himself to rearrange the seating chart completely. Song complains that Huiyoung put everyone with poor grades in the back of the class. Gite backs up Huiyoung's decision, of course, but Subin questions if this is really necessary. Huiyoung basically is like, yes, and shut up. OJ tells Jinu that while many people opposed the seating arrangement, the people with good grades liked it, since they can all help each other, so Huiyoung got majority approval. Mr. O comes in and sees everyone all moved around, which of course Jinu's like way in the back, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's upset that he wasn't consulted, since he really is their homeroom teacher now. Huiyoung again says to sit down and shut up, but very politely. Mr. O then starts to talk about a supplementary class, but Huiyoung says they're going to have group study and won't attend. Mr. O asks who doesn't want to go to the supplementary class. Basically, everyone raises their hands, except Subin, her group, OJ, and of course, Junu, all the cool kids. Yeah. In the teacher's office, Huiyoung insists to Mr. O that he can't yield this to him. Mr. O calls him on his word choice. Yield to me? Do you come to school to yield things to me? Huiyoung laughs awkwardly as Mr. O tells him to change the seats back and make sure the group study doesn't overlap with his class. Got it? Huiyoung sighs and leaves with a bow. Mr. O has a super relatable post-confrontation freakout as another teacher recommends he have some of his students keep an eye on Huiyoung. <laughs> it really is. Because <laughs> he was like, I did it! <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a mood. <laughs> Such a mood. Next, we see Junu walking into Huiyoung's study group. Huiyoung says Junu needs to get on their level if he wants to join, but Huiyoung can give him private lessons if he wants. Oh. <laughs> I think he'd kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Gite looks a little jealous and says Junu is lucky. <laughs> he may be getting lucky too, who knows? <laughs> I know. I'm just like, why are they like I Again, I'm not making this up anymore. <laughs> like, this is now in the, it's in the script. Surprise, we're in haters to lovers here. I wish. <laughs> haters to lovers? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, that's like some, it sounds like a 2009 emo band. That is enemies to lovers. My God. <laughs> haters gonna hate. I should have my fan fiction reader card remo- revoked. It, it, I agree. It's pretty egregious. <laughs> Haters to lovers. Haters to lovers. It works, though. And it sounds nice. Yes, thank you. Junu wonders why Huiyoung thinks he's not on their level. Everyone sort of snickers, and Huiyoung says, Okay, then, you can join. Never mind, Junu tells him, looking at his watch. I need to get to my job. But why do you do this? He asks Huiyoung before he leaves. If you want to stay number one, you're busy enough studying on your own. Gite jumps in to say that Huiyang is just super helpful and perfect and wonderful. He just wants what's best for all of us. And dang, this boy really has a whole cult. <laughs> Gite is whipped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, like, y'all, please, if he brings out Kool-Aid, don't drink it. <laughs> oh. I see the, it going in that direction. <laughs> I see, Junu mutters. It must be tough being you, he tells Huiyoung. Gives a little laugh and leaves. Which was great because, yeah, it would be super tough to be a two-faced snake who has to pretend to be perfect all the time. No. They just let him be evil. He just wants to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
I feel like he's only evil because he has to be perfect, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't come after Huyang. I'm going to defend him now because I called him a snake. <laughs> it has to happen. <sighs> On his way out, Junyu passes by Subin's mom, who's storming into the school. She enters Mr. O's classroom and asks to speak with Subin. She is, of course, upset that Subin quit the academy class and takes her outside to yell at her. Junyu follows behind to keep an eye on them. Subin's mom gets pretty hysterical and even hits Subin on the shoulder in anger, saying she's embarrassed by Subin because all her friends have kids who are super successful, but Subin can't even be top of her class at a normal school. She's trying so hard to get Subin into Seoul National University, but Subin doesn't seem to care. Subin tearfully shouts, did you have me just to brag about me? Then why don't you just get rid of me and adopt a smart kid? Subin's mom hits her again, harder, as Subin tells her that she can't go to Seoul National University. It's impossible. Subin's mom tells her to go, get out. I don't need a daughter like you. Subin asks, do you think I wouldn't? Thank you for letting me live as I please. And she leaves as her mom yells for her to come back. We see that Junu was listening to the whole thing. It's pretty intense stuff. It was very intense. When Subin was we like, did you just have me just to brag about me? <sighs> <laughs> You want to speak up for the back of the class? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Well, and I guess I was really stuck on like, and we talked about this in the Discord, but a cultural difference of Subin's mom was like straight up hitting her. Yeah. At a school, which I know they were like tucked away, but I'm like, do you just feel okay doing that? Yeah. Yeah. That was very crazy. I, yeah, I, I lost, because I feel like before I was like, I kind of, I get Subin's mom, and I, I suppose I still get her, but I'm like, uh, you've, you've crossed some lines there. And also, I guess, like, the whole, like, you know, get out, I don't even want you as a daughter. Like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's next level. She lost many points in my book. I agree. And honestly, if we didn't have, um, Huyang's dad, she might be yeah. <laughs> worse in my eyes. Oh, but I'm agree. like, actually, you're fine. Subin, um, count your blessings. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> because that man would probably murder Huyang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Subin asks Mr. O if it's okay if she leaves class. He says yes, and all her friends wonder if she's okay, but Subin ignores them. Outside, she sees Junu waiting with his bike. He gives her a sad little smile. Subin tells him to go. She doesn't want to fight right now, but Junu follows behind her. She tells him to go again, and he says he's going, but he just continues to follow her. Are you all right? He asks. And Subin says, isn't that usually her question? Junu agrees, but wonders, why can't I say it? I'm worried about you. I saw your mom earlier. Subin looks embarrassed, so he clarifies he didn't mean to. Which, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Subin tells him that now he knows her life isn't as easy as he thought. She's suffered too. Junu agrees. He starts to apologize for the day before, but she cuts him off, saying she wants to be alone. Junu gets on his bike to ride away, but Subin yells after him, asking why he never apologizes. I just tried to, Junu mutters. Subin doesn't listen and just yells that also she's not Huyang's girlfriend. She seems to think something over for a moment before continuing. And why am I doing this to you? Out of pity? It's because I like you. What are you going to do now? Junu looks shocked, so shocked that he starts rolling away on his bike while still looking back at her. Subin yells after him as Junu tries to regain control of his bike to stop from crashing. End of episode five. <laughs> I literally thought he was just going to pedal away. <laughs> I know. I was just like, uh, bye. I can't handle this right now. My friend died like a day ago. <laughs> A lot is happening. I can't deal with this right now. Goodbye. (laughs) 
think Lee Young's in love with me. He wants to give me private lessons. <laughs> Which even, th- okay, like to go back to that, I think it's so funny that he literally just went into the class, like that group study and I was know. like, huh, Hui Young's kind of taking advantage of you guys, right? Bye. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he did. You can tell he was so proud of himself too yeah. afterwards. Good he was just job. like, it's like he was just like, I mean, I just give just such a solid burn to him. Like, ooh, and it's like, <laughs> Like, boy, you literally went in there just to mess with him. <laughs> Deserved, but also. <laughs> oh, my God. She's like, I'm sorry, is this what you call a burn? Because it's, it was just a little warm to the touch. It wasn't scalding. <laughs> I think he's, like, starting a revolution. He's, he's making the people think. He's <laughs> like, stop being sheeple. Yeah. <laughs> They really do need to stop being cheap, though. Huh? The people at the top are taking advantage of you. The one percent, eat the, the rich. One, the one percent of we. Hold on, I just scrolled to the top. Okay, do it backwards, reverse episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why are we so giggly today? I don't. Oh. I mean, we know we know what just happened in the break. <laughs> that makes it sound real weird. You know what? Don't keep that in. Don't it don't does. let your imagination wander. It's not as cool as you think it is. We are socially distanced, so none of y'all y'all get out of y'all your minds out of the gutter. Episode six: the timing between action and reaction. Oh, so, so scientific. <laughs> <laughs> are we getting a, a special <laughs> uh, yeah. did you hear? i was like are we gonna get it getting it yeah 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 what we do what we do what we do <laughs> so i'm not even gonna tell that joke because now it's ruined i, wanna know. <laughs> I said are we are we gonna get a special <laughs> i can't <laughs> are we going to get <laughs> Why is this so <laughs> Are we going to get Are we going to get a special guest appearance from Newton or something? <laughs> <laughs> the getting getting it was a lot funnier than my actual yeah, sorry. joke. I think it was so. funny. It's just <laughs> it got overshadowed. <laughs> oh, oh, my head hurts <laughs> from laughing. <laughs> I still can't believe Junu just rolls away from Supin only to crash. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this scene. It's precious. <laughs> it is. Supin runs to him and asks if he's okay as he gets back up. Junu is okay, but Byombi isn't, which is the name of his bike, which he cannot believe he said out loud. <laughs> so cute. Then they're walking, and Subin can't believe she told Junu that she liked him, and Junu is thinking of what answer he should give her. They both end up turning to each other to say something. Subin pauses for his reaction, but he tells her to go first. Did she just get rejected? Subin says her liking him was a joke. Her feelings that day are messed up, and she was also offended about what he said earlier, so she wanted to see how he would react. And oh my god, the look on Junu's face was so heartbreaking. It was! I can't believe she just tried to say it was a prank, bro. I know, that's so rude. That is so rude. Mm -mm. Don't ever prank a crush on somebody. Like, don't ever do that. Yeah. 
Subin leaves, but Junu asks if she's really going to leave her home. Subin tells him not to worry about it, and she continues to walk away. At work, Jimin is talking about how dating is all about timing. She gets off the phone and asks him if something happened again. Jimin then warns him to be careful of Subin because she looks innocent, but she isn't like that when you get to know her. <laughs> Thanks, I'm all the more intrigued. Junu ignores her to go get changed. Subin is beating herself up, which her friends tell her not to do, and she thinks they know what she told Junu, but actually it's because they know she got into a fight with her mom. They tell her to call her mom quickly or she'll lose her pocket money and her punishment will only be worse. <laughs> like, the, talk about, like, rich kid problems. I never got an allowance. Me neither. See, your parents raised you right. <laughs> Yours too. It's it's going to be a poor, sad kid. Yeah. I also didn't do any chores, but that's fine. I was a waste of space. I did all sorts of free labor. All sorts. I was just like not there. I was like, you don't have to pay me, but just don't make me do anything. That's the agreement. Mutually beneficial. A, <laughs> not really. I was a mistake, so I should not have to pay for any of yours. <laughs> I wonder if me, who was born when my parents were 42, was a mistake. Let's dwell on that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. My mom says we were all mistakes. <laughs> Happy mistakes, <laughs> but all mistakes. Because parents always use the word surprise. Yeah. Well, yeah, she always said we were all surprises. Yes. Like, we were all wanted, but we were all surprises. Yeah, we I'm see like, through that. <laughs> okay. Subin, however, isn't going back home until her mom begs for her forgiveness. But none of her friends offer to let her sleep over. Instead, they wonder how Romy is doing on her exam. After Romy is finished, she sees that Subin's mom is speaking with the teacher to try and get Subin back in the class. The teacher, however, suggests accepting Subin's wishes, which her mother does not want to do. Yeah, which, like, bold on Romy's part. Oh, yeah. I, ne- I didn't write any of that down because I was like, I really don't care about your storyline, Romy. Yeah, like, I agree. She's kind of meh. She's, she's declining. <laughs> yes. At work, Junu is doodling and thinking about how Subin said she liked him. Romy passes by and sees him and wonders if Subin is going to have it all. Romy enters the store to chat with Junu, well, mostly flirt with him, until he says that he's a little busy at the moment. But then he calls her the wrong name, like, three times. So funny. He's joking, right? Then he calls her by the wrong name again. Then she says her name is Romy. She glares at him before leaving. Apparently, he said he liked her, but he doesn't even know her name. She supposes men are just like that. Names aren't important to them. What? Okay, thank you. Did I miss something? No, I, I, yeah, I don't know when it was said that he liked her. Yeah, and since when does Romy like him? <laughs> like, where's this coming from? I mean, I could totally see Romy doing that because she was like, is Subin going to have it all? Because it's like, yeah, Romy's going to try to steal Junu because she knows there's something there. Good point. I guess Romy's the only one who actually, to her credit, is aware of (laughs) the feelings between those two. Everyone else seems to be oblivious. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. But yeah, I was just like, where? Okay, Romy's going after Junu now. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
Later, Junu makes a delivery to the academy, and Sangun is smoking on the roof, which I found out is illegal to smoke in public in Korea. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Gotta go on the roof. So I don't know if that's public or not. So I was thinking, I was like, are you doing something illegal right now? How interesting. <laughs> it just adds Sangun. more to your chaotic energy. Yeah, I, yeah I'm going to go ahead and say, like, he probably wouldn't care either way. Oh, no. Junu kind of just stands there as Sangun rambles on about things until Sangun asks, What? You have something to say to me? Junu asks about the teacher's watch. Sangun walks away because he doesn't want to get involved. Junu says, I know that you won't tell anyone. Huiyang stole the teacher's watch, although you saw it. Junu assumes correctly that Sangun is using this knowledge to annoy Huiyang <laughs> until it is the right time to blow it up. Sangun is like, man, you smart. Junu wants to know. <laughs> Junu wants to know what the situation was before Huiyang stole the watch. Sangun remembers being praised by the teacher for being good at math, and that probably riled Huiyang up, so he stole the watch. We learn that Huiyang has done this in the past. He gets riled up and causes issues. Whenever it happens, Huiyang's mother defends him fiercely. Sanghoon wishes he had a mother like her, too. And I was like, yeah, dang, boy, you gotta make it sad. Right? Junu just pulls that out of people, you know? He does. I also like the idea of Huiyang just being, like, like some kind of, like, cat or raccoon or something that's like, yeah, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. And then secretly he's like, man, I'm gonna steal your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's how he acts out. Do you see this glass on the table? <laughs> I'm just going to knock it over. Because <laughs> it's more like you come home and you're like, who broke this glass? And he's like, I don't know. And you're like, you're the only one here. And he's like, well, that's a mystery to me. <laughs> what, me? Take it up with my mom. <laughs> Back at home, Junu guesses he'll have to reveal what kind of person Huiyang really is. What went wrong? Junu should correct it quickly. Subin's mother is texting her asking if she's crazy. And Subin is like, what? You told me to get out. So I did. <laughs> Her mother tells her to live there forever, and Subin is like, fine. Subin is staying with Chanyol, who asks if Subin is going about this too strongly, and Subin says she might be, but she also feels relieved. Except Subin didn't send that last text. Oh, yeah. So she wasn't like, fine, I'm going to live forever. But, like, I feel you, Subin. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out the gals are having a sleepover. Woohoo! Girls' night. Chanyol is not happy because exams are right around the corner. They must have the sleepover quietly, but they all just start screaming anyway. Yeah, they're not quiet. <laughs> they are not quiet at all. During the sleepover, Gite is texting Soye, asking if she's still angry, and he's waiting in front of her house for her. Junu is thinking about Subin and her mother's fight, so he texts her asking. She didn't leave the house, right? Jay, as I personally like to call him, texts asking Junu what he's doing. Why? Jay is going to Chanyol's place for a delivery, and Jay was going to drop off some dakboki. As I like to call him. Like, Please, yes. OJ was my father. Call me Jay. <laughs> yes. Which, Junu, why'd you say no? Exactly. <laughs> Free tapoki? Like, what the heck? I felt so bad for OJ because, like, he just he just wanted to hang out with his friend. And you're like, no, nah, I'm I good. Know. <laughs> I know. Read the room, Junu. 
Yeah, so Jay was going to drop off some tapoki to Junu's on the way via delivery because Subin's group is there. That's how Junu finds out that Subin ran away. And he texts Jay back that they'll, he'll have tapoki next time. Which, but that was like the perfect opportunity for him to like join Jay and like go deliver that stuff and he could see Subin. I like, know. I was so weird. It seems so obvious to me. Yeah, but whatever. Oh, well. Junu can be a good boy, but he can be a dumb boy. Yeah. It can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Junu paces his kitchen, worrying about whether or not Subin will go home. He flips a coin on whether or not to get her and flips it to get her, and he has to convince himself that it's normal to go and get her. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know that it is. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It comes from a good place. It does. But it's not normal. It's if not. you have to convince yourself that something is normal, it's probably not. Yeah, there's no unawkward way to be like, hey, I'm here to pick you up and take you home, <laughs> like we didn't discuss. <laughs> right? But apparently that's just what all the boys are doing at this slumber party. Yep. Yep. Soye texts Gite back telling him to go home because she's at Chanyol's. Then someone texts Huiyang to let him know that Subin is also at Chanyol's house. Like, why the fuck does he need to know that? Like, why why are people keeping Huiyang updated on where Subin is? I, I think it's probably Gite. Being Gite. Probably. Gite lets Soye know that he'll wait outside Chanyol's house until morning at least. Subin is also still awake at this sleepover, thinking about her mother. Soye decides to leave, and Subin says, bye. But she really goes and meets Gite, like we thought she would. A little later, Subin gathers up her things and leaves as well. While walking to Chanyol's, Junu worries that he's overdoing it. As Subin leaves the building, Kweeung taps her on the shoulder, scaring the shit out of her, which oh I gosh. don't blame her at all. I agree. Like, you don't just approach ladies from the back at night. Yeah, especially when you're like 6'2 or whatever giant person you are. Yeah, like just, no. With your deep voice. <laughs> Why is he there? To oh, take her question. home. Did Subin's mother message him to take her home? Kuyong tells her no. He heard that her mother went to the school earlier. He figured she would do a rebellious act. <laughs> Subin tells him that she can go by herself. Kuyong says it's dark and dangerous. He'll walk with her. And Junu walks up then to see Kuyong and Subin walk off together and calls himself a slowpoke. <laughs> you slowpoke. <laughs> Which, yeah, I guess once you're there, Kuyong, it was nice to walk her, but... Such a weird thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I really, I think he's just very awkward. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, how, Huyung, how did you know that she was going to walk home that late at night? Like, were you just going to also knock on the door and be like, I'm here to walk you home? Yeah, I guess like, they were just going to wait out and be like, when she comes out that door. At least he was honest and he was like, no, I'm just here on my own volition. <laughs> I was like, I guess I respect that, that you're very open about your creepiness. <laughs> yeah. On their walk, Subin asks Huyang if there's something between him and Junu. (laughs) 
Stupid's like, I don't want to get in the middle of anything here. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you don't ask it like that. I don't. I'm sure it's a translation <laughs> thing. What was that accent? I don't know. But I'm sure it's a translation thing. But it's like, is there something between the two of you? That is strictly a romantic question. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would have that context. Is there something between you two? It's like, it's like mostly if it's like, 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 what's up with you guys? Like, what's yeah, happening? that's true. There is a distinction. There is. Thank you. <laughs> They're just starting like, yeah, their even haters like, to lovers. What's going stupid. on with you two? Like, even that has a different. Yeah. Like, yeah, is there something between you two? Yeah. Ex- yeah. Thank you. Thank Some you. They're starting, feelings. Yeah. They're starting that haters to lovers. Arc. I see it. I would not be mad at it. <laughs> Why? young ass. It's like, do I need to tell you? <laughs> They're both beautiful men, and I just feel like they have good chemistry. <laughs> She's asking because of how they both went to the counseling room together. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. I promise. Wait, what is the counseling room have to do with like they're making out oh, in the they counseling just room walk. yeah Unknown i think it's counseling more- room <laughs> <laughs> that one okay you lost me on that one i'm with you on the first one you lost me on that one huyang <laughs> uh, explains that the counselor was wondering how junu was doing in school and they asked if there was another reason junu would hit huyang i'm back with you <laughs> Does Subin think he's hiding something? Um, it's not that. Did she upset him? No. And Huyang thinks, you don't know how bad I am, right? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm no longer 17. It seems so stressful. Why don't you just uh, do a little faint there, Huyang? <laughs> yeah. Then she asks why he's getting butt hurt over the question. <laughs> I think that's what she said. That's what my translation said. Butt hurt? Yes. <laughs> it's her son of a goddess. <laughs> you can leave that one in, but there's no context. <laughs> I like the idea of Subin saying the phrase no butter. <laughs> You've already said it. <laughs> I also like the thought of her saying cock death. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's bad. But her why are you so butthurt? <laughs> this is my translation that I watched. She said, Are you butthurt? That's so funny. Oh, yeah, especially in the string of that conversation. I know. He promises he's not. Then Huyang talks about how he liked being a child. He told her everything, got scolded, and hit by her, too. She can hit him now if she wants. She... (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Your wheeze is what got me. Because <laughs> I just imagined it being like, I miss when we were kids. We used to just hang out and you'd hit me. I mean, you can hit me now if you want, but like, that's whatever. <laughs> just, 
bring up BDSM. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you would, but, like, if you want to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, maybe he just really liked when Junu hit him. It really, it awakened something. She can hit him now if he wants. Then he says they should hurry since it's late. She suggests that they should run then, but Huyang says she probably won't be able to catch up. Then she runs ahead and he runs after her. And that was a cute scene, but we totally ruined yeah, it. Sorry. <laughs> it was still cute. <laughs> yeah, that was like the five seconds where Huyang isn't the worst. Hooray! <laughs> The bar is on the floor. The bar really is on the floor. Subin gets home and her mother is asleep upright on the couch or appears to be. It's very strange. It's spooky. Subin promises to get first in the class in math. Her mother says this weird thing about how Subin doesn't have the time to reflect because if she makes one mistake, then thousands of roads before her will collapse. That is not anxiety inducing at all. Right. Which I'm kind of like, I don't, I, I didn't really like the resolution to that. Uh, yeah. Like, Subin I, I think, runs away for like two hours and is like, I'm so sorry. And her mom's just like, yeah, you should be. <laughs> like, wait, I feel like there's a conversation that needs to be had here. Yeah. But maybe that's coming later. Maybe. Subin asks her mother not to think like that. And they have a sweet moment about some famous actor, question mark, and Subin's arm being like his, I don't know. But it ends on a better note than before. Yeah, they, like, Question. joke about her bruises. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. Huyang goes home and runs into his father. Huyang says he went out to get some fresh air. His father says Huyang is like that because he doesn't focus and study. Huyang is frustrating, itching here and there. His father then asks about his homeroom teacher. He can't go to the school anymore because he was admitted, right? How does his father know that? Huyang tells him that Mr. O is now the homeroom teacher. Huyang goes up to his room and his mother's sitting there waiting for him to examine him, which was terrifying. She just like turns on the light. She's just like, hello. Right? Yeah, it definitely gave this creepy feeling of like, okay, they've done this before. Yeah. Before they start, his mother says that he may not be able to see Subin if he goes out like he did again. Subin finally sees Junu's text and is angry that he didn't text more because it doesn't convey his worry enough. Girl, he's not your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> he's barely your acquaintance. Also, he's like barely said 10 words. I think this is very on par. <laughs> yeah. She assumes he was just bored. That's why he asked. However, Junu thinks Subin is lying about being Kuyang's girlfriend and he calls her a liar. So dumb. <laughs> the next morning, Jay says hi to Junu as Dahin shows up with Subin and takes Jay away. Junu asks Subin why she didn't respond to his text. She's saved from answering when Chanyol and the rest of the girls run up. Then she says, Oh, Bumbi looks better. And everyone's like, Bumbi? What's that? Subin says, it's Junu's bike, Why and Junu that? says, that's a secret! <laughs> yeah, Subin! Yeah, Subin, what the hell? Soye knows what's up with that smirk on her face as Subin says, let's go! <laughs> <laughs> 
As they walk, Romy is like, every time Junu sees me, his face gets red. I had the biggest eye roll of my right. life. I like how everyone there is also like, okay. I know. <laughs> we don't believe you. Chanyeol asks her about her level exam. Romy tells Subin that her mother came to the tutoring center at the same time. Chanyeol then asks Soye when she left yesterday. She lies that her mother told her to go and she's sorry. Mr. Oh thinks that telling Kuyoung to put the seats back was enough. But when he walks into the class, the seats are still the same. Kuyoung says, it's because everyone liked it that way. It's better for exam prep. Mr. Oh asks if anyone opposes. Junu raises his hand immediately and says he doesn't like it. Rebel. Then Jay does and Subin. So they rearrange the seating so that everyone that agrees with Huyang sits at the front and everyone else can sit where they like. In the mix-up, Romi and Junu sit together while Pilsong sits towards the front and everyone thinks this is a goddamn miracle. And I'm proud of him. <laughs> Young believes the environment will be too distracting, but Mr. O disagrees. After class, Huyang and Gite run into Songun, who is showing off his shoes. He asks Huyang if study prep is going well. Huyang ignores him, and Songun calls after him that he'll be taking that first place of his. Songun's he's gunning now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. During math class, Dahin texts the group about how Romi and Junu are being lovey-dovey because Romi is writing, doodling Kelly. in Junu's book. <laughs> he is just sitting there. <laughs> I know. He looks, he has the look of just pure disdain on his face. He looks so uninterested in what is going on around him. He's just. Right. I'm like, whoever texted that, I feel very sorry for you because you're yeah. not getting a lot of love if that's your standard. <laughs> Dying. I thought it was. <laughs> makes sense now. It all makes sense. Oh, man. Chanyeol texts that kids were saying Junu stared at Romy all the time. Kids saying that. Them kids. What kids? Them kids, you know. Them kids. Now she can see that it's true. Apparently, this is the first time Romy has smiled like that and looked so happy, which is so yeah, sad. I was like, what? what is this scene? I know. <laughs> Everyone's just sad. As we can all see, Junu is staring at Subin until Romi taps him on the head with her pen to get him to pay attention. Subin wonders if Junu likes Romi that much. Then she slams her head on her desk because why did she say that she liked him? Which makes everyone turn around and look at her, but the teacher thinks it's Pilsong. <laughs> Which, like, how long are we going to do this back and forth of Junu thinks Subin likes Huyang? Subin thinks Junu likes Romi. Junu or Huyang thinks they like each other. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Give me, like, 20 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Because <laughs> Junu's just like, I like you. And I was like, I love the bluntness of it. Thank well, you, sir. Finally. Like, I know. I mean, we're only six episodes in. That's well, quite fast. True. But in the context of um, if, if days work and that you should, if, if the timeline is... In 24 hours, you need to be over the death of your best friend. In 24 hours, you should also respond to a love confession. And he was very close to the mark. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just saying, he waited a long time. 
Jay and Dunu have to clean a lot, and they have a feeling it's because Gite made the cleaning schedule. They see the math teacher and Sangun studying alone because the math teacher must be scared of Huiyang, but Sangun is his favorite. That's when Huiyang is called to the math office and walks in on the math teacher complimenting Sangun on his math skills. Of course. Sangun says that Huiyang is the teacher's favorite, and the teacher's like, But you're the best student. Do you really not know how I feel? This is kind of a weird conversation to have at all, but especially for him to walk in on. I know. Then tries to convince Sangun to switch to STEM and get first place. Sangun says he won't let Huiyang get first place here because it's fun to trample on Huiyang bit by bit. Jeez, okay, Sangun, chill. I know. <laughs> like, I respect it, but come on. Also, like, you're confessing this to one of your teachers? <laughs> Like, which, like, like the idea that everybody hates Huiyang that much, which before it was like, oh, all the teachers love Huiyang, but apparently now they're all afraid of him. We're learning so much. Uh, yeah. Also, it kind of seemed almost like Junu set that up. It it did. It really did. But mm, I, don't, I don't know. Little sneaky boy. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Don't make me laugh. Huiyang has heard enough. He knocks and walks in saying that the teacher asked for him. He did? No, he didn't. Sangun says he's there because he's stuck on a problem, but he's sure Huiyang already solved it because he's in first place. Huiyang leaves and he's walking outside when Junu sees him. Huiyang takes something out of what we learn later is Sangun's locker and it's his shoes. Which I think solves the watch question from before. I think he does get the the codes, the um, locker combinations. I don't know why I couldn't think of it uh, from mm. Gite. And that's how he, he planted the watch. Maybe. And he takes the shoes to the back of the school. He throws it on the ground in anger. And he also kicks over a lot of stuff. He walks back and Junu is waiting for him. Junu says that Huiyang's heart feels like it's going to burst, right? Jealousy. Feeling uneasy. Huyang has this kind of illness, an illness where he has to get rid of the most treasured possession of the person who makes him mad. Huyang tells Junu to stop messing around. Was stealing the teacher's watch also a joke? Then blaming Junu and doing all those things to get him kicked out? Were those jokes too? Does Huyang know why he does these things? Because to him, only he is precious. Huiyang laughs and says Junu has a great imagination. What is Junu going to do? Spread rumors and then what? Embarrass him? No, Junu says. I'm going to make you feel sorry about the things you thought didn't matter. To make you sorry about thinking that. Huiyang steps up to fight when Gite shows up. Junu called him. Huiyang needs to clean up throwing away Songhoon's shoes. Just like he put the teacher's watch in Junu's locker. Junu walks off, and Gite stops Huiyang from going after him. Like, damn. Yeah, that, that was pretty slick. I gotta admit it. <laughs> I gotta admit it, too. I was Junu, like, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> it was ice cold, but it was great. You're lucky you didn't get your ass beat. Like, that's <laughs> like the ultimate. If Gite had not stopped him, you would be dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you lucky. After school, the girls are heading home when Romy storms up, declaring that Subin made her fail the level test, didn't she? If not her, then her mother, because she didn't want Subin quitting the class. 
Jay and Junu see the girls talking and Jay wonders if they're fighting. Then why did Romy fail? Why did she fail something Subin passed? Subin says, maybe you didn't do well. <laughs> Jay jumps in the middle and tells them not to fight. Romy says that she's dizzy and falls into Junu who catches her. <laughs> Which I love. Chanyol's just like, she's laying it on thick. And I was yeah. I, I love her. I love Chanyol. Subin walks off and Junu passes Romy off to Jay to walk after her, but only for a few steps. Chanyol catches up to Subin, saying she understands Romy is that kind of girl. However, Subin is thinking about Romy and Junu together, and she wonders why she's being like this. Subin regrets it. Regrets what? Subin doesn't know, but her heart is heavy. That night, Mr. O is looking at Huyang's transcript and remembers that Junu told him that the most important person to Gite is Huyang. What? <laughs> a shocker. Mr. O calls the 2-3 homeroom teacher. Something? I don't know. He asks if it's still hard to contact Teacher Kim. He wanted to ask about the kids in the class, but the person on the phone cuts him off, and Mr. O says he'll call again. Suspicious. Mm -hmm. The next morning, a few kids are at school early because it's exam season. Soye and Gite go off to a room together, and he gives her the sexiest thing ever. <laughs> Cleaned up notes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no sarcasm. <laughs> Back in class, Junu is fiddling. What? No. Well. Diddling, <laughs> 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 The devil went down to Georgia. No. <laughs> back in class, Junu is doodling the back of Subin's head. At his job, Junu's mother is there to work <laughs> instead teacher. of him so he can study hard. Then his mother suggests they look into an academy to help him with his midterms. They'll go look when she's done with her shift, which he is totally opposed to. Yeah, he's like triggered. <laughs> Last time I was in an academy, I got framed. <laughs> During one test, it looks like Huyang forgot to fill out the bubbles in his sheet, and ah, it's a dream. And his father's there to pick up his test, and his father says he'll kill Huyang if he doesn't get first place. Jeez. This scares Huyang awake, which scares his mother awake. Huyang is scared again when his father is standing next to him. How can Huyang sleep? If he sleeps as much as he likes, how will he get first place? His mother says Huyang has been working hard and just rested for a little. His father calls them pathetic. He works like a dog so they can live comfortably. Are they going to get it together? If Huyang dares not to get first, his father will kick him out naked. Then hits Huyang in the back of the head with a book and leaves. Huyang immediately starts itching aggressively uh -huh. at his arm and his mother tells him to stop. And it's just, I'm sad. Yeah, that scene made me so sad. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. The next day, they're taking their math exam, and Subin is stressing because she promised her mom she would do well. The teacher asks if Subin is sick, and she tries to say no, but then she asks the teacher to go to the clinic for a bit. Subin tries to get up, but her stomach hurts too bad for her to stand. Junu stands immediately and offers to take Subin to the clinic, and he piggybacks her there. Junu asks if Subin can finish her exam in the clinic, and the teacher goes back to grab her test. And Subin is amazed that his back is warm. I know! <laughs> I also thought that was funny. 
Like, I thought you were dead, man. I'm surprised. <laughs> I thought you were a vampire. <laughs> <sighs> Which, okay, I was so excited for some good old appendicitis and was so disappointed when it wasn't that. I love a good appendix bursting subplot. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite, but nope. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Just gastrositis? Gas? I don't know. I don't know the word. I didn't write it down. But mine just said extreme cramps. <laughs> 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 Wait, nice. did someone have gastritis in the last episode? No, not the, la- the last thing we watched. I remember in Cheese in the Trap, Soul had That's it. what it was. Yeah. She got yeah. nosebleed. <laughs> Soul always does everything to the extreme. She does. She does. The teacher arrives at the clinic with Junu's exam as well, so he can finish. So they both finish their exams in the clinic. When they're finished, the teacher goes to turn it in and tells them to stay there. Junu asks if Subin is okay. Subin says yes, and she's sorry she messed up his exam time. He tells her not to be. Subin says he can leave because she can handle herself. Junu says he'll leave when the nurse returns. Is Subin uncomfortable? Then he'll go. And then he picks up her pen for her and puts it in her bag, and she sees the cut on his hand. He didn't notice it. Subin tells him he should get it treated by the nurse or it might get worse. <laughs> nice. Subin bars. Also, I'm like, what is this, the Oregon Trail? I think he's going to be okay. <laughs> right? I agree. So he sits down across from her. Subin brings up the thing she said before when his bike broke. He cuts her off to tell her what he was going to tell her last time, but Subin already knows what he's going to say. She gets up to get water and tells him to forget everything. But he says, I like you. I do too. And that is the end of episode six. Okay, but that cracked me up because right when he says, I like you, and she's getting the water, and you hear the water thing go, glug, glug, glug. <laughs> 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 Like, it was also shocked. Was yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is amazing. Whoa. Yeah. So much happened in these two episodes. As usual. I think that's why I like this show, is it's just like, fast paced, let's go. Yeah. Is Yeah, there have not been any parts where I'm like, man, I just wish this would hurry up. Yeah. I enjoyed every second. And I'm like waiting for the the next big reveal. Now I'm on my toes ever since episode four. Right? What else is going to go crazy? Yeah, it's like we've already had a love confession. We've already had a best friend death. We've already, you know, so many things have happened. Already ran away, came back. Yeah, yeah. I am, it's like, ugh. I'm so conflicted though because I want Songhoon to be first place. But I'm so scared if Young is not first place. Oh, I know. It's like, I'm so conflicted. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I don't want you to get beat up by your evil dad. Yeah. And like, you're going to blame yourself and it's not your fault. I mean, like, you're not dumb. You're just evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I, I have a feeling that's going to happen. That's going to yeah. suck. But maybe it's it's for the best. You know, maybe it's like he needs to go through it to be like, what really matters? Maybe if he doesn't get first place, he gets kicked out and then he's going to stay with Junu and that's how they become <laughs> friends. Why would he stay with Junu? <laughs> 
I don't know, but yeah, for you know some what? I, reason. I would love that, though. That is, I, I mean, it's really not a bad prediction, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. I could see it happening. Junior's a softie. I bet he'd be like, well, fine. You stay on your side. Right. Yeah. And then he would no longer be lonely. Yeah. Or maybe his mom is like, oh, you're Junior's classmate. You can stay with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That would probably happen. And then Junu can finally sleep with the lights off. Oh, with his big old teddy bear. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's cute. All right, I hope that happens. But first, we got to get through like all the pain. Now I'm scared. I'm so scared for next. I next know. Week. <laughs> I know. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Dramatized Pod. And come join us on the Discord. The link is in the description of our Twitter bio and in the description of this podcast. And join us next week when we'll be discussing episodes 7 and 8 of At 18. I always want to say At Moment 18. (laughs) We also wanted to let you know that we will be taking a one-week break on the 25th for Thanksgiving. And until next time, don't get traumatized by the traumatized.